Uh, all right, Pranit. So I will give you a, a clinical case scenario, just like what we have been doing before. I will take your thoughts and then we'll open it to discussion to anybody else. So sure. again, nothing, nothing quite dramatic. Let's say there is a 38 year old guy who comes to you because he had been tracking his blood pressure at home. He just bought a machine because his doctor told his father's doctor told him that you guys should be checking blood pressure at home. So he had been checking his blood yeah. pressure at home. Uh, and uh, it seems to be running a little bit higher. Uh, the, he brings you a log and his blood pressures are mostly running around 160s to 170s and diastolic around 100s. So in the last a month or so, he has done everything that he could. He went online, he read about it. He has visited doctor with his father who also happens to have hypertension. So he has been doing lot of what his doctor has told to his father, like salt restriction exercise, uh, trying to walk a little bit um, and uh, do some yoga and all this. Uh, but his blood pressure has not budged a lot. The, the logs still are around 160s or so. So he comes to you, you check his blood pressure in the, in the office and, your blood, and the blood pressure that you get is 160 by 100. Uh, he has got his father and uncle both having hypertension. So you do some screening questionnaire, you make sure that he's following all the good stuff, and then you decide that he's probably a good candidate for drug therapy. Uh, so you decide to put him on a drug therapy. His blood pressure is in the range where uh, the JNC guidelines would suggest that you would put him on uh, dual therapy. You'll put him on a double drug uh, right, from the, right, uh, right from the get go. So you decide to choose two drugs. And just for the sake of it, I'm giving you example. Uh, this could be anything. But let's say you choose to put him on Chelmisartan 40 milligrams and Amlodipine 5 milligrams a day. Uh, you also did some screening investigations to make sure there is no other problem. His kidney functions are fine. Potassium parameters are OK. His TSH is OK. All of those things are fine. You did screening to make sure he's not having too much of anxiety or stress because then you'll have to deal with that as well. So you took care of those, those part. You uh, both of you uh, made a decision that uh, you should be on medical therapy. So here is the drug therapy that you both mutually agree on, which you think is going to work for him. Then he asks you the question, doctor, when should I take this medicine? In the morning or in the evening? So this is the clinical scenario for you. If you want to ask any particular question about this patient, please ask me because we want the discussion to be directed on one particular case scenario rather than uh, rather than an abstract. You can choose different drug therapy to answer your question, but we are going to revolve around this particular patient. So tell me, Praneet, tell me, Sartan Amlodipine patient is asking you, when should I take it? How will you approach this question? Yeah. So essentially, stage two hypertension requiring antihypertensives. So yes, I agree with uh, starting antihypertensives. So before I start uh, the treatment, and as rightly asking many questions, I would like to know about his uh, occupation or his lifestyle. So to speak, as uh, what does he work? What are his uh, timings? Or what? How does his day go? Uh, is he like a software employee with a Odd timing for someone who is like a businessman having odd hours, food habits, etc. So that I can uh, usually my funda is to time uh, with a meal so that it kind of uh, you are associating an activity which you do regularly so that compliance rates are uh, ensured better. So time to know his uh, lifestyle so that I can tag one of his meals something like. That. I would like to know what do you do, what kind of, uh, what does your day go like? Okay, so for this particular thing, Praneet, I'll tell you, I uh, work, uh, I'm, I'm, let's say, I'm assistant in a law firm, and uh, my work typically starts somewhere around 9 to 10 o'clock. I wake up at 7, uh, I finish my work at around 5 to 6. By the time I reach home, it's 6.37, I go to bed at around 11. That's my overall day-to-day -day schedule. I take about 30 minutes evening walk every day. 
so more like a regular uh, office uh, work related thing so i would uh, uh, give you a prescription of telmisartan and amlodipin separately for uh, because uh, we haven't uh, figured out your uh, how much amount of antihypertensives that you are requiring so initially i will refrain from giving a fixed dose combination with the tablet i'll give you separate tablets and uh, my prescription to you is take amlodipin in the morning and tell me start in the evening i'm looking after your breakfast before you go to your work and tell me start in the evening after your dinner that would be my prescription so let's say pranit to make it clear so let's say if i take a breakfast at around somewhere around 8 8:30 so you would expect me to take medicine somewhere around 8:30 9 or so that probably what you would yeah. you would suggest me yes okay all right yes. so uh, let us see i will ask uh, uh, Dr. Devashish, I'm sorry, I'm going to pick on you. Uh, this is this is this is very important, and I think uh, we'll see your perspective. We have reached up to this stage where we have decided this patient should be on true drug therapy. We chose telmisartan and amlodipine, and Pranit thinks we should give one drug in the morning after breakfast, one in the evening. What is your take on it? Uh, yes, hi, uh, Anup. Uh, uh, happy to join the call and. Uh, uh take the question uh the topic was interesting uh, that uh, uh you know that caught my attention that uh, is it worth discussing over one hour uh, whether we uh, give medicine in the morning or evening but yes uh, there are a lot of nuances and uh, it would be worth discussing um so i would uh, agree with the uh, the prescription of telmisartan and amlodipine and telmisartan 40 and amlodipine 5 um at the same time uh, uh given that this is a new hypertensive and uh, um generally even at the back of the mind there is a uh, uh reluctance to take medicines and uh, uh to incorporate taking medicines as a additional step in your whole routine uh i would uh, rather give it as a Uh, you know, maybe separate tablets, but in the at the same time after breakfast, um, just to uh, increase the chances of uh, uh, compliance. Uh, both of these medicines have long half life, and within one week or so, they should have stable levels over 24 hours. Um, so, uh, uh, unless uh, uh, his regular bp check shows that you know uh, at some time the bp is dipping or sometimes it's high i think with one single day dosing the blood pressure should be stable enough so that's my perspective i would uh, advise him to take uh, uh telmisartan 40 and amlodipine 5 uh, just after his breakfast perfect thanks uh, uh, devashish so somewhere i read back in the day that the medications work only if you take it so i think it is very important to look at the compliance issue as well and that is where the fdcs or fixed dose combinations are trying to at least uh, make the therapy much more streamlined in fact there is good data i don't know if it is hypertension or not but there is good data that if you give drug once a day versus twice a day the moment you give something twice a day the compliance rate drops and that doesn't have to be the same drug given twice a day or that has to be different drug given twice a day so so uh devashish your point is absolutely well taken that uh, uh compliance is equally important so every time when you choose morning or evening you may have to also ask yourself that giving it two times will it interfere with my compliance that is absolutely fair discussion uh dr shastri do i have you here I just joined. Yes, so Dr. Shastri, we are talking about a 38-year-old guy who came to our OPD with uh, no previous history, hypertensive. Who we decided to put him on two drugs, telmisartan and amlodipine. New, new onset. We have screened for everything else, so we have reached this point where we have decided he will be on these two drugs. The question is, when should he take these two drugs? Tell me, certain 40 milligrams once a day and amlodipine five milligrams once a day. The patient asks you when I should take it. He's a usual work. Uh, uh, he's he's usual a worker. His work involves nine to five job. No major stress in life. 30 minutes walking. 
what would you advise him when to take the medication i would prefer in the night the, there is evidence uh, in the recent past i think the uh, recent evidence i saw it in the munich uh, european society of cardiology meeting year or two, couple of years back where the data has been shown and subsequently it is published also that antihypertensive drugs taken in the night time they are better off that is one one publication i can't give further details but it seems to be better and second thing is uh, most often we are worried about the nocturnal dippers the absence of nocturnal dipping uh, is associated with more event rates vascular event rates in the early morning hours the telmisartan there is a data earlier data which says though it is uh, supposed to be 24 hours well controlling controlling the blood pressure 24 hours typically it doesn't really do it in the last 4 5 hours so if somebody takes in the morning uh, morning time am uh, it is possible that um, you may not be you may not be having a very good control in the early morning hours there was some publication about the 24 hours ambulatory bp also contrary to the expectation that telmisartan is a 24 hours drug so considering these two facts of late, I have been advising all my patients to preferably take them in the night. Would you say both the drugs at night or would you say one drug in the morning and yeah, one at always, night? Always, if you are giving combination or either of the drugs or a combination of the drugs. If it is one drug or a combination pill, nowadays I am advising them to take in the night. There is no particular but, advantage of taking in the morning time. On the other mm -hmm. hand, there is some data which say that it is better to take in the night. And whenever but I have two drugs... I always try to give them a combination, combination pill. In, but in this case, you have an option of giving separate if you think that will add clinical value. Do you think it will add clinical value to break it in and give one drug in the morning and one in the evening? No, I don't see any particular reason. The most important thing is compliance. Just as I joined, somebody was mentioning about the compliance issues. The more number of pills somebody has to take, more times they have to take, definitely the compliance will come down. There is so much, uh, it's a common sense and so much data. There's no disadvantage of combining them and giving them at one go. Sir, I have a follow-up question. So when you give both the drugs at night, are you worried that at night his blood pressure may drop too much when he's sleeping? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think there's any evidence to say that. The very fact that the nocturnal administration of the antihypertensive drugs is beneficial that must be occurring less often, and that generally should be a problem in very elderly patients where the cerebral circulation is uh, impaired, and that is probably when you may be worried. Or otherwise, there is a severe significant vascular ischemia in multiple territories where you are worried about the drop in blood pressure decreasing the perfusion pressure in ischemic events. In a 38-year-old male, unless he is symptomatic, of nocturnal sweats or severe weakness or nightmares or whatever early morning weakness unless some some complaints like that uh, I, I i would prefer to give in the night i don't think it will be a worry in a 32 year old person sir thank you so much for your uh, thoughts anand i will get back to you uh, somebody's hand is up again i cannot say your name your id comes as 166 please go ahead whatever you have thought please go ahead You are Hello. unmuted. Sorry, I don't have your name on, on my screen. Please go ahead. I am Dr. Krishnam Razu. Sir, oh my God. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. For some reason, your name was not coming up. Dr. Krishnam Razu is a very, very senior uh, cardiology consultant at CARE. And uh, sir, it is a pleasure to have you. Please, please share your thoughts, sir. Okay. Senior, but not geriatric. You are not geriatric. Yeah. <laughs> Please go ahead, right. sir. Yeah, just to follow on what uh, Dr. Shastri has said, uh, one way of knowing how a particular individual will require a nocturnal dosing of the antihypertensive drug will be by doing a 24 hours ambulatory blood pressure recording, which I have been doing on some select patients then you know whether a particular patient has a hypertensive surge in the night or he has a nocturnal dip. So the majority of the normal people have something like a 20 to 30 millimeter dip in the night. They, they are called normal dippers. Some people don't dip at all. That is abnormal. Uh, 
some people actually have a higher pressure during sleep that is even more abnormal this is the group of people who have a higher cardiovascular i mean events morbidity etc etc and there are also this specific group of people who will be benefited by a nocturnal dosing of at least one antihypertensive drug which does not produce partial hypotension like for example if you give a prozacin or alpha blocker in the night it is possible that they may once they get up to go to washroom it many of them do develop a kind of syncope or they have falls they break their bones hip fractures etc etc so one way of deciding is one if somebody is requiring only one drug monotherapy it is okay to give it in the morning not necessarily after breakfast because the epidemiology blood pressure and cardiovascular disease has repeatedly suggested that all the cardiovascular events like stroke mi and acute coronary syndrome extra uh, peak around 10 to 11 am so that is the reason why you need to have the best blood pressure in the morning hours so one dosing normally my practice is to give around 7 to 8 in the morning breakfast or no breakfast doesn't matter and if they are requiring two or more two antihypertensives uh, it is okay to give the second drug in the night but not a postural hypotensive drug third if they particularly have a nocturnal non is a non dipper or has a hypertensive surge in the nights definite that is the definitive indication to give the uh, second or third drug in the night and tell me satan my own experience alone as a lone drug uh, is not a great antihypertensive unless you club it with a thiazide with thiazide it is okay but without thiazide it is not a great antihypertensive drug in my own uh, i mean practice for the last so many years so that's what i would do personally thank you so much sir please be with us because i'm sure that a uh, lot of what you have we are going to say will not sound correct and then you can correct us in between anand you had something to say anand please unmute yourself hello yes uh, yeah when you have start think thought that you have to keep two drugs uh first preference for me will be the calcium channel blockers amlodipine which preferably i will give in the morning along with uh, telmisartan because unless i follow the patient for one week i don't give in the evening actually because compliance is mainly affected if you give a two drugs morning and evening in the for the initial start patient will, will not have a monitoring for that next how the blood pressure is responding after one week what is the blood pressure in the morning afternoon and the night based on that i will change the drug whether to give in the morning or night so both drugs i will be giving in the morning preferably around 8 o'clock and you may split the second dose by one hour like that so 8 to 9 o'clock you will give a second dose and i will monitor for one week yeah perfect thank you dr anand thank you so much pranit you had a follow up comment yeah so the my selection of giving the uh, inhibitor or the arb in the evening and the calcium channel blocker in the morning based on my reading somewhere uh, is uh, somewhere i read that the ac inhibitors or arbs to be given in the evening time better probably one of the uh, statement to justify the decision would be that the angiotensin aldosterone system activation is high during the evening to morning time uh, which is where it is been suggested to give ac inhibitors and arbs in the uh, evening time than the morning time that is where i uh, chose to give arb in the evening and calcium channel blocker in the morning pranit i that point is well taken i uh, certainly uh, recollect lot of such 
I wouldn't say data because it's really not a data. It's more like a, a observation based upon whatever biology we know that the body's circadian rhythm certainly promotes or certainly suggests that the renin angiotensin system is far more active during nighttime, uh, evening and nighttime. And that is where uh, giving ACE inhibitors uh, in the evening and by that extension giving ARB in the evening, there is no thought on ARB, it's on ACE inhibitor. We are using ARB only as an extension. Uh, it certainly seems to add some value to give that in the evening as compared to in the morning. And I, I have seen a lot of practices where people do give, I myself give ARB in the evening, uh, partly also because I don't want them to get uh, first dose effect in the morning, uh, but pr primarily because of this renin angiotensin. Uh, Dr. Chandramukhi, can I have your thought on this? Were you, were you with us during the case discussion? Uh, can I have your thought on this particular situation? Yeah, I joined a little late, uh, but... Okay. Uh, the discussion point is like uh, the patient is on two drug regime and uh, what is the ideal time to give the drugs? Yes, 38-year-old guy, no other risk factors, otherwise think things are all right. Yeah, so uh, like initially I will be putting the patient on one drug. It may be like calcium tunnel blocker or ACE inhibitor. And I will do him up for a period of about one week or two weeks. And still, if his uh, blood pressure is not controlled, then I will go for a second uh, drug. So the first drug, I will usually, in my practice, I give the first drug in the morning. I tell the patient to take it in the morning. It may be, uh, it, it should not be related to the meals in the morning. But the time when he takes, it should be uh, fixed time. Like whatever time he takes, either in the 8 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning, it should be fixed and there should not be much variation of that time the relation to food is not very strict so the uh, drug can be taken either before food or after food it is not related and if uh, even with one drug it is not uh, controlled then i will add a second drug and the second drug will be preferably given in the night time as already it has been explained about the night dip and early morning surge and early morning rise in the bp so the first drug in the morning and the second drug addition it should be in the evening. And whenever I'm adding two drugs, I will clearly explain to the patients regarding the drug compliance and the complications of uncontrolled BP so that he has to follow the drugs and take the drugs in time. Perfect. Thank you so much, ma'am. Uh, Dr. Krishnam Raju, sir, you had a comment on this? Most or almost all the antihypertensive drugs have nothing to do with food. I always find it useful to give a specific timing to the patient. Normally, I do so 8 a.m., plus minus half an hour, except in the case where I'm using a, a spironolactone. Spironolactone has to be necessarily be taken along with food. Spironolactone may be the drug of choice in certain hypertensives, like, for example, oral contraceptive-induced hypertension or adrenal cortex-induced hypertension. Uh, the uh, spironolactone is an essential drug to be used. If that is so, necessarily I would give it in the morning and always with food. Because Sir, what is the theory behind? Yeah, yeah sorry. The theory behind the pharmacodynamics and kinetics show that its absorption apparently is very good along with the food. And on an empty stomach, it seems to be probably interacting with the gastric acid and deactivated. All right. Uh, I will bring uh, uh, Praveen here. Praveen Nagula, he is an assistant professor at Osmania. It was uh, his suggested topic. So Praveen, he joined a little bit late. We are talking about a 38-year-old guy who comes to your OPD. You decide to put him on two drugs. So up till this point, we have made the decision. Amlodipine 40 and uh, Amlodipine 5 and Telmisatin 40. What time? What would you suggest? Sir, uh, I would be suggesting calcium channel blocker in the morning and ACE inhibitors in the night. Uh, why? Because of the uh, activation of uh, renin angiotensin system in the night. And if particularly if the uh, patient after uh, 24 hours ambulatory monitoring, if it has been analyzed and he is not showing adequate dip, 
i would uh, uh, suggest a combination drug also in the night compared to that of in the morning and uh, for the uh, if the patient is not having adequate dip or anything uh, is having a bp surge i would uh, recommend a newer calcium channel blocker in the morning rather than that of an amlodipine so i am amazed about how many times we brought up ambulatory blood pressure recording uh i don't know i am that liberal in ordering particularly when i am managing run of the mill hypertension so if you guys are tailoring your therapy based upon your ambulatory blood pressure recording that is very innovative it is how it should be done it is just that uh i don't see lot of people in front of my eyes doing it i myself don't do it that frequently i believe in the last one month i may have ordered one ambulatory blood pressure recording so if we are doing that that's very good if we are not doing that but if that is the answer then it's kind of a bit uh, uh then it's more of a theory than anything else uh, we have dr johan here dr johan is uh, one of our senior consultant cardiologist at care sir we are talking about a 38 year old guy whom we decided to put on two antihypertensive because the guy's blood pressure is high we decided to put him on telmisartan 40 and amlodipine 5 he is otherwise okay no medical problems no risk factors labs are all right and uh, he is asking us when should be the best time to take these two medications what is your thought on it yeah anupa but actually if you look at the choices I have possibly the longest half-life related to standard kind of antihypertensive. Voice is breaking a lot. We can only yeah. hear few words in between. Yeah. No, still very bad. Still very bad. Can't hear you. Yeah. Sir, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you in two minutes. Hopefully, your audio will get a little bit better. Uh. Dr. Krishnan Raju, you have any more comments? I see your hand is raised up. That will illustrate the usage of the drugs. This is a retired uh, High Court justice. He would have uh, drugs taking one in the morning, calcium blocker, clonidipine, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Uh, the next uh, dose, around 10 milligrams, about 8 p.m. which means uh, twice a day and throughout the day his blood pressure is normal he is happy he has a system at home so he records it uh, whenever he wants to and consistently his blood pressure around uh, 8 9 in the night is 200 by 110 but during all the daytime it is well under control so i got an ambulatory blood pressure recording done and shifted the 8 pm dose to uh, 6 pm okay after shift, shifting that to the 6 pm now all 24 hour blood pressure is around uh, 130 to 140 by 70 to 80 so which illustrates that in a given patient it might be useful to do in a ambulatory blood pressure recording so that you can distribute the drug dispense the drug in such a way that it uh, peak action is during the highest blood pressure period so you have to keep in mind the pharmacodynamics and kinetics so as to time the drug it need not necessarily be twice a day need not necessarily be 8 am 8 pm it could be 8 am and sometime in the evening depending on how the blood pressure is behaving throughout the 24 hours time so that is one benefit of an ambulatory blood pressure recording this is something that has happened last month so i thought i will illustrate that perfect thank you so much sir uh, i will open the forum anybody who has any thoughts on this or even the choice of drug if anybody wanted to put some other drug uh, as one of the starting therapy or add on therapy and when would you time that drug you can please unmute yourself and share your thoughts Up, uh, if i can just Johan, mention yes yeah. yes you are very clear now please go yeah so anup uh, just uh, following up with what dr krishnan raj sir told us uh, especially in a patient uh, where you are suspecting or have a suspicion of a masked hypertension 
that is a high blood pressure at home and a normal pressure at the clinic, or a white coat hypertension wherein his pressures are good in his home and he's uh, peaking pressures at your uh, clinic, or you have a patient who has fairly normal or mildly raised blood pressures, 140s, 138s, but has significant TOD, target organ damage. These are very good cases to have an ambulatory blood pressure because two or three, three things we get to know. One is, as Sir said rightly, we get to know what is his peaks and troughs, which may not be the peaks and troughs what you are trying to give in terms of blood pressure medication. Second thing is, is he a dipper or not? Is he a night dipper or not? Which has a lot of bearing on target organ damage. And also, what is his surge like in the early morning? And based on these two things, we can actually titrate both the which kind of drug, and also you get heart rate as well. You get a pulse rate or a heart rate. So the addition or non-addition of beta blocker again becomes crucial. So if he's peaking his blood pressure along with the symptomatic rise in the pulse rate, that is the heart rate goes up and the pressure goes up, adding a beta blocker at that stage would be a good choice. Uh, although notwithstanding the guidelines saying that beta blocker is the last choice. And uh, again, timing the drug just before that peak, uh, again, makes a big difference. And sir has very beautifully illustrated that point, wherein your 8 a.m. and 8 p.m may not be the time when his blood pressure. So it gives a little bit of an individualization of pressures, especially in this situation, and this does not need to be done on every patient. It's really not required. So I think this is what it does. As far as the choice goes, both the choices, I believe, are good because both are long-acting, almost nearing 24-hour action, uh, and both are complementary to each other. Both the calcium channel and the uh, ARB, which you've chosen, are fairly complementary. So I think they're fairly good choices. That's all from my side. Thank you so much. Uh, the forum is open. Anybody who has got any thoughts or you can choose a different drug and tell us how would you time that uh, in the next five, 10 minutes, then I'll go to scenario number two. Yes, so just, I would like to make a couple of comments uh, not directly related to this. See, there are different ways of uh, measuring the blood pressure at home. The probably appropriate scientific method is 24-hour ambulatory BP, but it is cumbersome nuisance if we only have to have it all the time, every 15 minutes, the arm being compressed and the blood pressure being mentioned. So, and also it has to be done, attached to the hospital, it has to come, remove it and go and all that. Though I do it not very frequently, on the other hand, uh, especially if somebody is diagnosed with hypertension and requires treatment, it is going to be your lifelong friend. I encourage them to do by a BP instrument. Most of the time, there are problems with the Android or uh, electronic BP measurements, but uh, that is a practical step. Not only I encourage them to buy the instrument and check it, measure blood pressure at home in different times and make a record. I also encourage them at least to bring it periodically to the hospital and compare with the, uh, the regular mercury manometer that is uh, checked. Uh, with, you cross-check whether the, how the instrument is working. This is a practical way. I don't say this is very scientific, but this will take care of this masked hypertension and white coat hypertension. This this just point. And also, uh, since there some patients who respond um, very well differently to uh, ERBs and uh, some respond very well to uh, calcium channel blockers, I am little hesitant to, in spite of the guidelines, I am personally hesitant to start diuretics, especially hydrochlorothiazide and thermosat, I mean, chlorothalidone. The reason being hyponatremia is very, very common in our population for some reason. Most of us, in spite of treading repeatedly, we miss the patients in the initial hyponatremia are supposed to check after a couple of weeks, especially if you give a combination of uh, ARB and uh, diuretic. Hyponatremia occurs very often. So if you if I choose to give a combination, then I insist the patient come back and monitor the serum electrolytes at least once after two weeks or four weeks. And uh, finally, the whenever you choose calcium channel blockers, you said amlodipine. I'm perfectly fine with amlodipine. But one of the very common mistakes done in the practice is the nifedipine has to be given if it is non-sustained release preparation three or four times a day. Very times it is pathetic to see nifedipine uh, non-sustained release uh, as once a day. That will never control the blood pressure. 
if it is only sustained release you can give it twice a day same with silindipin silindipin action is about 12 hours and you cannot just give once a day and get away with, uh, with the 24 hours control similarly losartan losartan is has to be given twice a day not once a day Whereas <coughs> you can give uh, once a day so these the pharmacokinetic aspects have to be very clearly understood when we are prescribing any of these antihypertensive agents whether it has to be given once a day or twice a day thank you thank you so much sir dr krishnan radu i'm going to get back to you in fact i want to get back to you for a different case scenario anybody else has any other thoughts on this whatever we have discussed so far anybody who has not shared his thought yet or her thought yet okay so i will just i will just highlight two or three points which were discussed here so the study that dr shastri was mentioning which he heard in munich last year the study was published uh, uh, i believe from spain and that so called dipper versus non dipper thing and uh, it's a all comer where you give a drug in the morning versus evening and when we are looking at hypertension control we are looking at two things one which ambulatory bp machine will tell you and that is how the blood pressure is getting controlled but the other thing that the ambulatory blood pressure monitoring will not tell you which is what are the hard clinical endpoints because at the end of the day we want mi to be less we want stroke to be less we want heart failure to be less and more and more data we look at more and more data suggests that taking medications at night time improves these clinical hard endpoints stroke heart failure and mi and we are talking about all comers we are not talking about patients with established atherosclerotic coronary artery disease or vascular disease we are talking about those patients on whom we are giving antihypertensive therapy with the aim to prevent those and in those good portion of uh, studies they point out that uh, just giving it at night is uh, is associated with improved uh, heart clinical endpoint the second thing is about that ace inhibitor which was already brought in the th uh, in the evening with regard to the circadian rhythm uh, the third thing is about the long acting preparation most of the long acting preparation if you go back and look into how the drug was manufactured or created most of these drugs they are kind of i i hate to use this word they were pushed to be called as a 24 hour drug in fact there is rarely a drug which is a 24 hour drug most of these drugs they run short of 24 hours they are promoted as 24 hours because of rule number 1 that blood pressure will get better only if you take it so the idea here was that you give a long acting drug at least so that people will start taking it so at least you will get 18 hour 20 hour benefit if not 24 hour benefit so all the so called long acting drugs that we are looking at they are not necessarily a 24 hour drug that is why many of the times uh, you see Uh, twice a day drug being prescribed even for longer acting preparation just because that extra gap there is that mismatch which uh, you see in most of the long acting drugs now when we talk about timing of the drugs i gave you a very simple clinical scenario that is why i wanted to bring a second clinical scenario which is equally more important and this is where dr kishan raju i need your opinion and then we will discuss further so i'm just going to change this clinical scenario now let's say this is a 58 year old guy who had a previous stent and he's otherwise fine he just has some exertional stable angina which you have decided to manage medically he's on beta blockers and he is on calcium channel blocker and he takes both of them at night because his doctor told him that taking at night is better he comes to you now you are seeing him for the first time we are not talking about coronary revascularization we are talking about medical management of this patient his blood pressure is 160 by 100 and he is having daytime stable exertional angina so we have to manage his blood pressure and at the same time manage his angina so now we are talking about how to change his medical therapy and how to time it so i will i will ask for your opinion this guy is on beta blocker and amlodipine at night echo is okay otherwise fine stable angina sir the floor is yours is that for me how would you change the medication and how would you change the timing of it so the uh, lead symptom of the patient uh, in question is exertional angina so obviously the drug of choice is a beta blocker if that is so we have to move the beta blocker to the morning 
and move it to the morning and give adequate dose. And if necessary, you could add a, a nitrate or nitrate-like drug like nicorandil and leave the other antihypertensive drug in the night. And of course, I understand that he should be on his antiplatelets and statin as usual. So that uh, should be fine. The only thing we are doing is, uh, because of his exertional angina, the choice drug will be a beta blocker, and the exertion will be during the daytime. So move it to the morning. Calcium channel blockers, sir. Dihydropyridine calcium channel blocker, giving it in the morning or evening in a patient who's having stable angina. What is your thought? If it is a long-acting calcium channel blocker, like uh, something like, you know, um, amlodipine, right, S-amlodipine, then it's okay to give it either in the morning or in the night. Or, because the lead symptom is angina, it is also okay to move it to the morning. But probably what I would do is move the beta blocker morning and continue the uh, calcium channel blocker in the night and follow up his anzenal diary. I don't know whether you are uh, I mean, familiar with that word anzenal diary. So 20, 25 years back, we used to ask all our anzenal patients to keep a diary of their anzenal events. So at the end of one month, when they come back for the checkup, we not only check them physically and symptoms, but also check the angina diary and note what is the frequency of the angina, duration of the angina, timing of the angina, and timing of the angina related to the activity. Depending on that, we would juggle the drugs. Thank you so much, sir. Now, if you do say about maintaining angina diary and everything, then I think people will start referring you as a, a geriatric doctor. So. <laughs> that will just tell you that for how many years you have been practicing. Uh, Praneet just uh, messaged me saying the trial that we have been talking about, that trial's name is Hygia Chromotherapy Trial. Hygia Chromotherapy Trial. So in Chrono, case... Chronotherapy. Chronotherapy. So in case if somebody is interested, they can look at it. It's a good trial. It's a good thing to learn. Dr. Shastri, how would you manage this patient? 58-year-old guy, stable angina, uh, but it is disturbing him and we want to manage his medical therapy. His blood pressure is high. So we are talking about changing the therapy, but also timing. How are you going to time, time his therapy? See, whenever you have got a stable angina, it has to be very clearly understood. It is a ischemia. Ischemia is a demand supply mismatch. And ischemia demand is double product. Double product is systolic blood pressure into heart rate. If a person, if you decide to manage medically on medical stable angina on medical management and his angina is still not controlled, you have to bring down the heart rate to 60 beats per minute, minimum at rest, and not more than 10% uh, or 70 to 80 with exertion. I forgot the exact number, somebody may correct it. But baseline heart rate, you want to bring it to 60 beats per minute. So when you're talking about beta blockers, you didn't tell me which beta blocker you are using. And also the beta blocker response depends on the molecule. The heart rate reduction depends on the molecule as well as the individual variation will be there. Uh, some people may require 25 milligrams of metoprolol succinate, whereas somebody may require 10 milligrams of bisoprolol. So people, whenever you are talking about beta blockers, their efficacy, you have to correlate them with the maximum dose. Roughly, for, a, for, for in the modern practice, there's hardly any role for metoprolol tartate. When we, we are, when we are talking metoprolol, we generally mean metoprolol succinate. A metoprolol succinate of 200 milligrams is e roughly equal to bisoprolol of 10 milligrams is equal to etanolol of 100 milligrams or nebulol of 20 milligrams and carvedilol of 50 milligram BD. So we have to know what dose he is on. And some, some beta blockers have to be given twice a day like carvedilol and metoprolol, uh, metoprolol tartrate. Whereas bisoprolol and etanolol, you can give once a day. So depending on that, what kind of molecule you are to give and whether the patient has intrinsic uh, uh, sympathomimic, I mean, bronch bronchial activity, uh, allergic tendencies there, hyperactivity is there or not, you can choose the beta blocker. And accordingly, you optate the beta blocker, either you increase the dose fully or preferably give it in the morning so that you have 24 hours, as you mentioned, 24 hours control with there. There are some patients who respond very well to beta blockers, 
but my personal opinion i am totally biased in favor of calcium channel blockers i find them to be one of the wonderful drugs especially if you have got a uh, difficult to maintain bring down the hypertension so my choice will be you give a combination of uh, amlodipine which i have biased for uh, in favor and additional beta blocker as much as you can increase to bring down the heart rate to 60 per minute sometimes i i am not sure suppose the metoprolol is not able to bring down the beta uh, heart rate i would prefer to change over to either uh, generally uh, so it's i can get a dose of uh, beta blocker and amlodipine in the morning time so that was my question to you sir amlodipine you would choose morning time in this case yeah morning time i'll choose so already you are giving in the night so i would rather bring in another drug in the morning time okay uh all right anybody has any other thoughts on the two uh, cases that we discussed about the timing because in the first one we are simply talking about antihypertensive response and preventing uh, clinical hard endpoints in uh, in the second case we have one more target to fix which is exertional angina which mostly happens during the daytime so now you have to take that into account as well so pranith i see your hand is up your your thoughts please yeah so as i was uh, kind of browsing through as i mentioned or uh, went through the hygia project which they are doing study uh, with ability blood pressure in more than 20000 patients 20 30000 patients doing or requiring all ability blood pressure measurement so this was predominantly done in spain uh, probably ethnicity also uh, voice is not clear pranit please loud please, please speak loudly will now and if you are good now yes you yes pranit you are good okay. yeah so probably ethnicity is what it varies under a similar uh, note which uh, when i was uh, browsing what i came across was another article which was about the hope asia study uh, the hope asia study was specifically looking at the outcomes of hypertension or the circadian rhythm variability in asian subsets uh, particularly the all the south asian countries where they found out that the sympathetic activity was higher in the asian population the salt sensitivity was also on uh, higher in the asian population so the hygia chronotherapy study the sleep ability uh, sleep blood pressure sleep uh, mean blood pressure so to speak which was most important predictor in uh, those subset of uh, people the uh, hope uh, asia study says that the asian population had predominantly three uh, phases where the blood pressure was high the one which was the early morning peak pressure the third was the regular daytime blood pressure the fourth uh, sorry the third one was the nighttime blood pressure and among uh, the various uh, time frames where the blood pressure uh, uh, timing uh, of when the blood pressure was high and which was leading to cardiovascular events in the asian subset of people what they found out was the early morning blood pressure to be most important predictor of cardiovascular events so more so it probably makes sense to give the antihypertensive therapy also for the asian subset also one of the countries which was studied chennai being one of the centers so giving antihypertensive in the evening and if we are looking at uh, ambulatory blood pressure measurements the awake blood pressure uh, has been said to be one of the important predictors of uh, cardiovascular events in the, in the hope uh, asia study thank you we talked about some signs uh, anybody else else has any other thoughts on this there was one question which was asked by an audience i'm going to just put it up i don't know the answer anybody who knows the answer please unmute yourself and answer it the question is when we do ambulatory blood pressure blood pressure monitoring it is uncomfortable to the person which is of course because it's unnatural do does it give you a falsely elevated blood pressure particularly at night Uh, anybody who has used ambulatory bp monitoring more frequently can unmute themselves yes sir dr krishnam raju it is true you are not going to do it every day so it is only a diagnostic test into the rhythm of the blood pressure uh, values during the 24 hours particularly during the night so when you are not 
every day uh, is not a significant uh, problem as such. But uh, I haven't found any complaining because I do it. I wouldn't say I don't ask for it every day, but uh, frequently. But none of my patients had ever uh, complained about any discomfort at all. Neither did their sleep was disturbed, nor uh, did they complain of any discomfort. To add on to that one point, which was uh, talked about earlier of the digital BP apparatus at home, I think which Dr. Shastri was mentioning, the uh, current advice on that is you need to take at least 10 readings each time and take the mean of that. You can't take one digital blood pressure reading and be stuck on to that. But each time you want to record, you have to take 10 of them and take the mean of that, which I don't think even a single cardiologist in the globe will do it. Nobody. So there's a new equipment which has come into the market. It by itself takes 10 readings and displays the mean. Dr. Shastri, you're unmuted. Anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Dr. Krishnaraj sir is so knowledgeable, I take it immediately on the face value. But I, I wanted to know uh, what, what is the major trial, which was the last trial done in the hypertension, a very major trial, where the target blood pressure is 130 by 80. Uh, the blood pressure measurement in that, uh, what is that, Anup, you remember? Very major trial, three, three, four years back. It came. Uh, where the target is fixed at 130 by 80, done in predominantly non-diabetic patients, elderly people. Now, the, huh? okay, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, what I forgot the major trial name. Uh, in that particular trial, the blood pressure measurement was done by a uh, electronic uh, BP instrument, but uh, funnily, they they didn't take 10 even 10 measurements. They made the patient sit in a room for uh, five, 10 minutes quietly and uh, check the two blood pressure recordings measured uh, five five minutes apart. So th th that was the thing. Uh, th this information that you have to do 10 times is I'm very surprised I never read. Uh, but uh, it's really, if that is a recommendation that is going to be very cumbersome. What generally I advise the patients, I don't know, subject to correction, somebody, somebody like Krishna Raj or anybody can correct me, you tell the patient to sit in a chair quietly with both the feet touching the ground, sit quietly for five, 10 minutes, avoid all the situations will increase the blood pressure and check the blood pressure five minutes apart and take the average of the two unless they're quite different. I, I don't know, I would like to be corrected on this recommendation, but 10, 10 values is something which is very impractical. Okay, Dr. Shastri, sir. Okay, we'll we'll discuss this offline because uh, again, this is not the uh, the key discussion we are having. Uh, one question that came up was hydrochlorothiazide or thiazide drugs, morning or evening. I think that that is quite clear. We typically give it in the morning because of even if it has got a little bit of uh, diuresis or nitrosis effect, we want to make sure it happens in the daytime as compared to at the nighttime. Uh, anybody else has any other thoughts on this? You can unmute yourself. In the meantime, I'll just uh, keep my rant. Uh, so few things I will tell you which, are, which have some data backing, just random thoughts about morning versus evening. So if you start beta blocker early on, particularly person whom you are starting for the first time, beta blocker is associated with fatigue. If you give it in the morning, typically the compliance rates or the quit rate is higher as compared to in the evening because in the morning they feel very much lethargic, malaise during the daytime. That's actually true for most of the antihypertensive therapy because see hypertension most of the time is not an acute thing. This is building up over the period of time. So when you give a drug therapy, there is an acute drop in blood pressure, which body doesn't like. They respond typically as weakness, lethargy, unable to do things and uh, uh, weakness and whatnot. So these patients giving medication early in the morning, they see a significant drop in their physical activity or stamina, what they call it. So many of the times you can improve the compliance by giving it in the evening. Also, the data suggests that evening is better. So more and more we learn about it, more and more we realize that uh, drugs given in the evening have a better effect. Dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers, we struggle with leg edema. There is data to suggest that uh, calcium channel blockers if given in the evening. They typically have less edema as compared to people who take it in the morning. 
So uh, calcium channel blockers, dihydropyridine, we typically give it in the morning if we are chasing angina, but otherwise there is good data to say in the evening. Hope trial, which literally was just a Ramipril advertisement, but that did prove the point that uh, that circadian rhythm does exist and Ramipril giving in the evening, it helps. And by that extension, every other ACE inhibitor or ARB for that matter. Beta blocker giving it in the evening, there is one problem associated, which is uh, uh, bradycardia if it happens in the nighttime. Again, patients, most of the time they will sleep through. There are two, three subsets of patients where you are worried about. Dr. Shastri did mention one of them, and that is elderly patients who have got uh, uh, dementia or cerebral hypoperfusion. If you give all the drugs to them at night, during nighttime, they may have cerebral hypoperfusion, and that may uh, manifest as uh, early morning uh, strokes or early morning, those watershed areas. They may have progression of dementia. So it is, uh, it is uh, recommended that patients who are at high risk for dementia, we try not to dip their blood pressure at night too much. Uh, there is some thought about vision as well. People who have uh, vision disturbances, optic, uh, not optic neuritis, but you know that same cerebral perfusion thing. So people who have uh, risk factors for that. Uh, there are case reports of people waking up in the morning with uh, low vision or blind eye. And some of the thought process was that maybe because they had such a high degree of hypotension at night, which they slipped through, that it caused a cerebral, um, uh, uh, cerebral hypoperfusion. So a lot of these things are there. I think uh, the patient profile is important, particularly when you're dealing with a cardiac patient. But in a random run-of-the-mill hypertension, uh, there is good evolving data that we should be targeting that early morning surge and to target that, the evening dosing is probably going to be better. The choice of drug that is totally on you, and that's altogether a different topic to talk about, like which drug should be better. That I think is altogether a different session. Um, but regardless of what drug you choose, accept few nuances. Like uh, postural hypertension, Dr. Kishan Raju suggested that he gives it in the morning so that, he, so that the patient should not uh, fall at night when he wakes up for, for bathroom. In fact, I always used to think the other way around. I used to think that uh, uh, drugs which causes postural hypertension, you should give it in the evening so that they sleep the whole thing through so that they don't develop that postural hypertension thing during the daytime. So I time my alpha blockers at night. I time my ACE inhibitors, particularly first dose effect early on at night for that same reason, so that they don't develop, a, they don't have a fall, but again, the thought process of Dr. Kesham Raju, as what Dr. Shastri said, you have to take it at the face value. But this is what I have been doing so far. So that was my rant on the, on the timing of it. Uh, there is some science behind it. There is some data behind it. A lot of it is practice. And uh, for individual patient, I think it is uh, very important to individualize what they are doing. There is some data on kidney disease as well. That is all that I had. Uh, Dr. Kishram Raju, I'll get your closing comments and then anybody else who has got any other thoughts. Dr. Kishram Raju. I think the ultimate goal is to get the blood pressure down to its normal levels, approved normal levels, which has been varying from study to study and uh, SEC to ESC to WHO. But let us assume 130 by 80 or 130 by 70 is the norm. So no matter what drug you use, as long as you can get the blood pressure down to that level all 24 hours, all days, that's good enough. So your drug may or may not depend on the other comorbidities, though preferably they would. The second, I would say, is shift work. There is a problem. The large number of uh, now are working in shifts, particularly these uh, technology workers uh, so they work in uh, shifts. Now, uh, I don't know personally of any particular study of these people, how the pressure behaves and how the antihypertensive drug behave and control them and how to time these antihypertensive drugs in those patients. I don't think I have any information, but that is a significant number of population now in the country and everywhere. So the uh, another thing which you mentioned about uh, this uh, alpha blockers 
you using a night and I will suggest in the morning. That again has to be utilized. If you have a patient who is frequently in the night to go to washroom for any other reason, they are prone to particularly postural hypotension and falls and injuries. Suppose they don't wake up at all in the night, there is no such issue. It doesn't matter whether you give in the in night or in the morning. So these are the few things. Uh, I think ultimately it boils down to get your drugs to control the blood pressure to the normal level uh, all time of the day and night. That is fundamental. How you it? Obviously, with prescription habits, and you could choose whatever each one of you have uh, experience with, because the golden rule is always use the drugs you are familiar with, and, uh, you know their side effects, you know how to tweak the drug. Perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, Dr. Devashis, we did talk for one hour on anti-hypertensive, and probably we can, based on clinical scenarios, we can discuss some more. Uh, your closing comments on this? Thanks, Anup. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, uh, session. And uh, I love the format that you've chosen, which is a conversational format. People just talking about what uh, we actually do in practice uh, and uh, our reasoning behind that. And a lot of that uh, uh, is based on science, some based on latest research, uh, some based on basic science, and a lot based on common sense. And I love the last uh, you know, parts that we are leaving everyone with. Get the blood pressure down. And uh, you know, if you need to individualize therapy based on the patient's characteristics and their ambulatory blood pressure monitoring, uh, you know, that's the best thing. Thank you, uh, Pranit. Your closing comments. And remember, we are still waiting for thoughts from other uh, attendees who have not spoken yet. So, if you have anything, you please unmute yourself and uh, you can speak. And while you think about that, while you get your thoughts uh, gathered. Uh, Pranit, your closing comment on this. A lot of points uh, clarified, a lot of points uh, learned uh, about uh, how to uh, change our things. And as uh, clearly being concluded by Dr. Krishnamalaji, sir, about uh, individualizing and be comfortable with what you are using, that ultimately is the one and goal of controlling the hypertension. Uh, so that was good. Perfect. Dr. Chandramukhi, any comments uh, about the second case? And overall, as a closing comment, anything you have? Yeah, regarding the second case, uh, I would also prefer to move the beta blocker in the morning and calcium channel blocker in the evening or night time. And it is true that we have to individualize our therapy according to the patient's upset and uh, the drug therapy. Perfect. Thank you so much, ma'am. Dr. Praveen, closing comments. Dr. Johan, I'll get back to you. Okay. Uh, sir, uh, actually, I uh, what you call uh, had the question because we had one patient uh, who was using silnidipine uh, plus telmisartan, sir, in the morning, and his blood pressure is adequately controlled. But uh, recently, his uh, because of his job, he was uh, doing the night shifts. So taking the drug in the morning, there was an increase in blood pressure. Uh, we have done the ambulatory blood pressure. The suggests were also in the evening. But shifting the drug to the evening uh, or in the night time, uh, just before his uh, work, uh, the pressures were not adequately controlled. I had a doubt uh, uh, whether the timing will be having any effect. And so that's why I raised the topic. No, truly speaking, the clinical scenario that you brought up is very important. And I don't think we have very good answers for that, which is uh, when you change your shift or when you change your work hours, because your circadian rhythm, whether that follows your change in shift, that we don't know. And that is where I think uh, getting the ambulatory blood pressure machine, making sure patients sticks to a routine, whether it is daytime or nighttime, and then you tune around some of the drugs. I think that is going to be very important. Dr. Johan, your, your comments? Dr. Johan, up. Uh, sir, I'm not able to unmute you for some reason. OK, now now you're unmuted. Go ahead. Yeah, I know this is the last thought of the day. <clears throat> As uh, so many seniors have spoken, I think it's a good thing to know your patient well 
and to know your drug well. I think both these things will go a long way in managing your hypertension very well. That's it. Perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, anybody has any other uh, last thing? We have Dr. Dinesh from Warangal. Dr. Dinesh, could you please uh, briefly introduce yourself and uh, tell us your thoughts about the session, about, uh, about the cases we discussed? Please unmute yourself. Okay, uh, having some technical issues. Uh, all right, if nobody has any other final comments, I will close this session. We are 11 minutes past 8.30. Thank you all for participating. We had some new attendees here. I really hope we added some value to your one hour discussion and hopefully we'll see you next week. Uh, we are I'm I'm very appreciative of the feedback I get. And uh, if you have any other feedback, please reach out to me and I'll be very happy to incorporate it. If you have any topics that you think we should be discussing, please let me know that as well. And uh, we'll discuss that as well. And thank you all for coming again and uh, have a good night. I will be closing the session. Good night. Thank you, guys.